welcome to Expounded Universe, Season 5, Episode 7. The book, Red Harvest, by Joe Shriver. The year, 2012. Chapters 24 through 27. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. Give me a big old teased hair, Darth. I feel like he might be a little on the anime side. He's a little anime. Just let me ask you a question, John. How you doing? No, we're not doing that bidding. It's real weird, but I'm still thinking him. back to Expounded Universe. It's the podcast where we read old Star Wars Expanded Universe novels a few chapters at a time. And I am your host, John. Over there is your other host, Jeff. We are going through Red Harvest. And how you doing, Jeff? I'm all right. Pretty good. Great. Yeah, that was that was a very smooth intro. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stepping on your vowels real hard. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Hi there, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, you got to do good vowels. People you gotta, expect those long vowels. You got to really work the vowels in there, so people know, so that you sound more like Duffman. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, we uh. We read some chapters in this book. We yeah. read uh, 24 through 27. Yeah, this is Christmas Eve for John and I right here. Hell yeah. We're taking a couple of episodes off. Uh, we'll still put them out, but we're not going to be on them. Um, and, and <laughs> It'll we just be an hour of dead air. We didn't, re- we, we didn't round up any guest hosts either, so <laughs> yeah. it's, just, uh, it's just an out. It's like a John Cage thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny because we're reading you know, Red Harvest about zombies, and then we release you know, Dead Air. It's, uh, it's very meta. Yeah, Dead Air would be a great name for a podcast about zombies. Yeah. Uh, and then also it would be a great name for a podcast about zombies where there actually isn't anybody talking or anything happening. It's just hissing and clicks. Yeah, just case, hissing it, and clicks would also be a great band. Oh, that would be a great oh, band. Oh, hissing yeah. and clicks. Yeah, I'd see. It would be like a great band for like snakes. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. hissing and clicks definitely open for claps and haze. They did. And, and it's weird because their grungy lo-fi aesthetic is not particularly great at like in accompaniment with claps and haze. And the, and the bands don't get along at all. Oh, no. But yeah. it was contractually obligated that they get together because they're on the same label. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ours. Yeah, the System Our Mastery label. Music label, which has so many amazing band names and not a single good song. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we uh, we start out chapter twenty four. We are back at the precipice of doom with Hestizo and Tulk. Yeah, and they're engaged in fearsome and pitched battle with zombies. Uh, at this point, I don't think there's any of these particular zombies or anyone we know. No. Uh, Wim Nichter is gone. He's probably pretty smashed up. I mean, she mentioned that one of them was a Zabrax, so it might be Scopeek? Oh, that's right. We we were thinking that it's a chance that Scopeek's out here. I mean... But we aren't sure. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to get verification on that or not, but I feel like if you're going to mention someone's a Zabrak, and we've only mentioned that in relation to one character so far in the book, you're probably safe in assuming that. I mean, the thing is, Scopeek got murdered out of the shower. Like, he he finished a shower, he walked back into his room, and he got murdered. So, it would be a naked Zabrak, and I feel like she might have mentioned that. No, he got out of the shower, got dressed, and then he got attacked oh, in his he? room. Oh, okay. I thought he was still naked. In, in my head, he was still naked. In my head, everyone's naked. It's All how I stop from mm-hmm. being nervous. Yeah, except for you. <laughs> yeah. 
obviously, because yeah. that that would make you way more nervous. Yeah, I do change your outfit from what you're actually wearing. That's... Oh, of course, I'm like a paper doll to you. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> except it's a paper doll that I can only dress in like a dude who's running for mayor in the antebellum South. Yeah, obviously, like you have a white seersucker suit on and a, and a flat brimmed round hat. I need you to know yeah. that the second you started saying, but I can only dress you as. In my head, that is the exact outfit that came up. <laughs> yeah, just using your th- sticking your thumbs into your suspenders and pulling them out and snapping. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I was like, the fact that you then started to describe it, I was like, oh, shit, we spent too much time together. <laughs> He's dressing me up like I'm in the music, man. I knew he would. <laughs> and I knew this would happen. <laughs> so... I'm like Mickey Rooney in The Music Man right now. Is it Mickey Rooney? I thought it was Buddy Hackett in The Music Man. No, but I'm like Mickey Rooney. Oh, you're you're like Mickey Rooney if he were in The Music Man. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, because yeah, it's Buddy Hackett who sings Shapoopy. Oh, Shapoopy. Yeah. Shapoopy. That's the... Shapoopy. Yeah. Now a skeleton who'll go out on the very first date. <laughs> He's spoopy. He's spoopy. How come no one's done that yet? Huh? Someone has probably done that. No one's done that. But now it's out there in the world, which means someone will. Yeah. And we'll get nothing. Yeah, we'll get no credit for doing the he's spoopy filk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I don't need any more filk credits. I, I Pretty much that's all I can do. He is so poopy. Spoopy. 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 A skeleton with a horn. <laughs> toot, skeleton toot. with a horn? Toot toot. Ugh, get out of here. <laughs> is it not a horn? Really? Like a bugle or something? Yeah, it could be a trumpet. Is it a trumpet? Yeah. Could be one of those. Huh? Yeah. Anyway... They are being attacked. Speaking of skeletons, (laughs) zombies are attacking. And Tolk's got one of them at the end of a spear. Yeah, well, this one starts with Tolk being like, ooh, a guy scrabbled over the edge. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'll take care of this. And he just straight stabs a zombie with a spear. And it doesn't even slow the zombie down. The zombie's just coming on down the spear at him. Yeah, Tolk has not really realized what the fuck is going on at this point. He's Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, I, I figure I can still just murder these dudes and be fine with it. And he does not quite get that you can't kill them i mean at least i don't know why people are at this point why anyone would still be like well i'm gonna stab this thing instead of like i'm going to try and take it apart well like, the best he doesn't can, know yeah the best thing you could do to one of these zombies is take off its arms and legs i mean as far as tulk is concerned yeah he, he has no know. idea what a zombie is it's just some jerk in his worldview yeah it's yeah. just some asshole attacking him and he's like well you know what always works? Stabbing a dude. Murder. Murder is great. Yeah. Also, stepping on people with my big stanky feet. <laughs> uh, and uh, whippedfeet.com. <laughs> Whippet-feet.com. Yeah, it's I'm sorry. different from whippedfeet.com, which is which is a shoe site for whippeds. Yeah, you have to be really careful. Like like uh, if you're recommending your to your whippet aunt that that she go shoe shopping, you have to be careful not to add the dash because otherwise she's gonna end up at a really nasty whippet fet foot or foot fetish. Oh yeah, it's like back in the day there was a penny arcade mm-hmm. and then penny dash arcade, mm-hmm. and penny dash arcade was the webcomic, and penny arcade was some dumb nonsense. I feel like Penny Arcade was some dub nonsense, and then the one with the dash was some different dumb nonsense. Well, yes. I mean... I mean... Uh, some of their jokes were pretty good. I mean... Come on! Ah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the claw shrimp is... It's classic. Yeah, there's a couple, of, a couple of pretty good ones back there. And at this point, they've become, like, somehow completely integral to the gaming convention scene. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, you can't extricate the two of them from it anymore. It's unfortunate because you're like, oh, I want to go to PAX. That's a great convention. Oh, yeah. That's uh, right. Uh, dick wolves. Great. Oops. <laughs> anyway. So uh, this kay. is also the point where Hestizo finally figures shit out that 
the orchid is inside of these zombies. Because mm-hmm. she finally hears the orchid going like, hey, uh, quit stabbing these things. They are dead. Just you get away from kill them. them. Yeah. And she's like, uh, okay, well, you're in them, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm in them, and it's my fault. Like, I like that the orchid feels, like, responsible and, like, messed up. There's like, oh, it's my fault. As soon as that horrible scabrous put me in that vat, oh, what a shame. Yeah, so Tolk's like, what are you doing? He's fighting off zombies, and he's just like, what are you doing? And she's like, I am talking to the orchid, because the orchid's in all of these things. And he's like, well, make make the orchid stop them then. Come on. Let's let's do this. Well, the fucking uh, her basically describes her as like not even knowing what the fuck she's doing. She's mm-hmm. just reaching out with the force blindly. Yes, she is not very good at this. This is a surprising situation. But she starts telling the orchid to grow. She's like, "Grow! You have to grow." I was kind of hoping that one of the zombies would just get huge. You have to grow. And then the zombies like, ah, oh, no, damn it. Uh, shrink then uh plants don't work that way no oh god damn <laughs> but she's like grow you have to grow keep keep growing grow. until the the square cube law takes over and then well the, notably the orc is like it really hurts i don't want to grow yeah please, like, don't, please don't make me do this it starts growing and the orchid is like ow fucking ow though ow, this really hurts i'm sorry i can't do this please don't make me grow and it doesn't even really work all that well like the one zombie it works eventually but like tendrils start kind of coming out of his ears and and uh, you can tell that like there's there's stuff going on inside of him you can see like vines rippling around under his skin and junk and uh, i mean it happens to all the zombies around them start getting like nasty weird little like vine ripples and stuff and they mm-hmm. you can see some like plant growth but the main one she's focusing on is the one on the spear yeah the one on the spear which is kind of a bummer because that's the only one that's at bay no it's climbing I, down and is basically gonna bite tulk i guess i mean at a certain point you think he just flip the spear over just kind of fling that guy off into the distance nah man off the end it's of that grabbing spear. the spear you yeah. have to lose the spear and tulk's not losing his spear that's true tulk doesn't lose his spear for no business <laughs> and he doesn't realize that if this thing bites him he's gonna turn into a zombie either so that's, it's not like he's gonna be afraid of it i guess that's true yeah he's just like ah, i don't care if this thing bites me whatever, whatever. i'm a big shaggy whip hid. yeah what are you gonna do you can't bite through my big shaggy skin yeah i'm gonna tusk you up real good first yeah uh, tusk tusk <laughs> so uh but anyway, yeah, she keeps going like, grow, grow. And and the orchid's like, I don't want to. This sucks. Don't make me do this. Stop that. Grow, 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 grow. And finally, it does work. She puts enough vines into the head of the zombie on the spear that it pops. It's straight up like bursts a bush out of his neck and explodes his head, mm-hmm. which is rad. This is a cool thing happening to a zombie. Like a Star Wars universe thing where a zombie is exploded by a tree is pretty great. Oh, yeah. I was like, all right. I already knew that. She was going to have to be able to do something with the orchid Mm -hmm. to these zombies. I thought it was going to be controlling them. It's like, ooh, you're in their body, and you're the one making them alive, so I'll control you, and then I'll be like the zombie puppet master. Mm -hmm. But I'm kind of okay with her just being like, oh, no, I'm going to straight, like, poison ivy your head out. Yeah. But then she just points to the next zombie in a a line of them, the one that's got her by the leg, and is like, do it again! Grow, 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 grow! And, you know, the orchid's basically been screaming in pain the whole time. Like, I can't do this. Please don't make me do this. And she's like, you have to grow or I'll die! And the 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 orchid's like, sorry! And then just disappears. That's a bummer. Yeah. Because at this point, she has used the orchid's ability to do stuff, which I assume is spread so thin that it's not like it's 
going to be easy for it to grow vines and shit in people. Yeah, especially because there isn't really a whole lot of good fertile ground in there. So it's she basically exhausted the orchid to the point where the orchid can't even respond. Yeah. Is the orchid even still there? We don't know. We're at the point where we actually have no idea whether the orchid is, has been removed as a player from the story. Nope, but she is uh, she's definitely burned out for the moment. Yeah. So uh, now it's just uh, <laughs> saved by a giant fucking turbo laser. Yeah, so they're still fighting the zombies and, and about to lose and be zombified completely when up from the, the ground, 30, 30 stories, stories high, high. <laughs> pops a giant basalt turret that just bursts forth from the snow and starts vaporizing zombies with turbo laser shots. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell? Thankfully, Tulk is not the kind of guy who gets gobsmacked. No, he just grabs fucking Hestizo and is like, and it's go time. Yeah, and he just runs the shit away. Because in addition, when the uh, when the turret bursts forth, not only does it kind of pop some ground and, and appear on its own, it also reveals some big cylindrical like openings into the into the ground around the area. So they try to they run and hide in those. I gotta say I am pleased mm-hmm. that a turbo laser can just vaporize one of these things. Yeah, it's good to know there's something. Yeah, because, you know, before this, with the whole beheading thing, you're going like, all right, so how much do we have to do to get rid of one of these? And apparently it's actually fully destroy the head, not just remove it, or I guess vaporize like the upper half of its body. Yeah, you pretty much have to remove all the parts of it that could be weaponized. Like, the best thing you can really do is is crush the head completely, I'm guessing. Put a big rock on the head. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it says that the the zombie on the spear, like, slumped and stopped moving as soon as the, like, weird bush blew its head up, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so it's sort of still zombie rules, like, you have to destroy the brain. Yeah, you actually have to destroy the brain, not just sever it. Yeah. Otherwise, you can just get zombie heads, and which can still because I mean the thing about these zombies is that they, at their core they're force powered. Yeah, it's it's weird, undead like plant force nonsense. So the brain, like the undead brain, is still midichlorian connected to its body. I guess. Yeah. So if a zombie loses its brain, it doesn't matter because it could just go pick it up. Yeah, but if the brain is destroyed, then it's like oh, I don't have anything to direct my energy with. Yeah. So. It's it's kind of it's been kind of fun to see what the rules are as they're as they're pushing along through the story. Yeah, especially given that we are now on the downward sl- uh, slope. This is the we're the back half of the book. I mean, I was really looking forward to getting some like Last of Us style zombies where it's just like, what is this? Oh, it's a zombie and like half of its head is a plant. Yeah, and it just like comes at you and like the left side is a mushroom and the right side is just like teeth. Get them all cordyceps style. Hell yeah, that'd be pretty great. But uh, instead, the, I guess the plant is in there that's in the zombies is still a good guy. Yeah, just not a very useful one yet. But just you wait. Just you wait. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's over. Maybe there's no more good plant stuff. Maybe everyone dies now. Yeah. Who knows? It could be. It could be that the book is actually blank in the back half. And we didn't notice. Yeah, it could be every single chapter after the ones we've read. Nothing. <laughs> just Hostess fruit pie commercials. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Scopeek for Hostess Fruit Pies. <laughs> oh no, a horde of zombies! But can they resist Hostess Fruit Pies? <laughs> Our hunger is sated by cherry and apple. <laughs> listen, listeners, you're going to want to, or readers, you're going to want to buy a lot of Hostess Fruit Pies, because I've got embarrassing naked pictures of them. <laughs> That's weird. Why would I want to buy the fruit pies if he has pictures of the fruit pies naked? <laughs> Like, wouldn't it be better if he had pictures of me naked and he was like, you have to buy fruit pies or else I'm going to show everyone these naked pictures. 
I mean, theoretically, but I didn't want to be gross. And so also, instead, it's naked pictures of fruit pies. Naked fruit pie pictures. Is that just without the wrapping? Or is it like I'm looking at their their insides? Because I feel like that's getting a little weird. <laughs> I'm letting you explain this so I can tell you yes or no. Because I have no idea. In my in my mind, I just figured that you peeled back the, the wrapping and there was a dick in there. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's hostess dick pies. Yeah, hostess, di- hostess fruit pies. Lemon filling. Also, hanging brain. <laughs> What's what's this one? Well, we've got uh, cream, apple, cherry, and dick. New Hostess Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Fruit Pies. And you can see their turtle dicks. <laughs> the turtle dick in every bite. <laughs> you can really taste the turtle dick. You know, Jeff. Yes, sir. Sometimes when we're doing this podcast, mm-hmm. I have to wonder, mm-hmm. what's going on with us? <laughs> what's happening here? Why are we thinking about... I mean, I'm just thinking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Fruit Pies. I'm just thinking about turtle dicks, that's all. That's not It's not a big deal. I mean, do turtles even have dicks? They don't, no. Well, they, if they you've seen the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles porn parody with porn star April O'Neil, then, then obviously you would know that yes. Well, no, they don't, because if you've seen the Teenage Mutant Tur- blah, 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 porn star parody with April O'Neil, you know that she just fucks Casey Jones while the turtles stand in the background and cheer. Then you obviously didn't watch all of it because they circle jerk as well. Oh, shoot. No, I didn't watch all of it. So (laughs) excuse me. (laughs) Wait, which is who's more embarrassed at the moment? I know. Excuse me. You didn't watch the entire porn parody to completion. (laughs) You're right. I sure didn't. I pretty much wanted to see what happened in it. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, I guess the turtles watch. That's a bit of a disappointment. Anyway. Click. They're they're uh they're fighting whatever the porn shredder is called, boner. Uh, no. Oh no! Wait, he's just the best friend of what's his face from Family Ties or whatever. <laughs> ah <laughs> yes, boner. <laughs> his name is Boner. Yeah. Who? You know what? That's a discussion for another time. Chapter twenty five. Oh, how many layers back do we need to back up here? So we can- I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, we've gone too deep. This much like the rich- has gone way too deep. Much like the mini flaky layers of a hostess fruit pie. <laughs> so, chapter twenty five. It's time to finally, after all of this time, check back in with Scabrus. No, this is a really interesting chapter. So, so Scabrus, for whatever reason, has escaped the compound entirely. And where did he go? Right to the Miro Caw, which you'd probably remember as the name of Tulk's ship. Now it has. Apparently crash-landed like two miles outside of the Academy. I'm still not sure why he didn't just land his ship instead of crash-land. Do you think he crash-lands everywhere? I don't know, man. It gives his ship character if it's completely covered in ugly dents. (laughs) I mean, I guess. Or maybe there was just... Like a blizzard was happening and he lost control, or he's just a very shitty pilot. It could be that, that like piloting- he's an amazing bounty hunter yeah. and a shit pilot. Yeah, like flying was never the part of the job that he cared about. No. Like for the first 10 years of his career, he just took a bus to all of his kills. <laughs> uh, just sitting there on his phone playing Monster Hunter. But Monster Hunter works on phones in the Star Wars universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Of course. I, I feel like I don't even really need to explain that. Duh. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, eventually he's like, fine, I'll get a ship. Jeez. You know, when people were stopped passing him over for jobs, they were like, all right, well, we're going to hire you for this bounty. And he's like, great, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and get on a bus. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. It, you see in the contract, it says you have to provide your own transportation. I, I will. I'll just take a bus. It's, it won't, I'm not asking no, for you, a company vehicle. You I, see, we, we really want someone that uh, we can rely on for I, I, travel. Are you saying that public transit is unreliable? Uh, 
Yes, it is. Well, on, on our planet. <laughs> Fine, I'll get a ship. I think my mom's Tercel is still available. <laughs> ah, the Tercel Miroka. <laughs> it's the Toyota Space Tercel. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, if anyone has a Toyota Tercel, by the way, I need you to get a thing that you put on the back that makes it the Miro car. Yeah, or the Space Tercel. Either one. Yeah, just put the word space. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, so yeah, there. for some reason, Scabrous and his HK droid are holed up in the Miro car. Well, uh, no, the HK droid isn't there. Oh, I'm he's sorry. In he's in the just, communication he's, with HK. He's in contact with it? I thought yeah. it was also there. Okay. Uh, in that case, he is, for some reason, Scabras is standing on the deck of Tolk's ship. Well, he is looking for Hestizo, and he was like, well, she ran away. Uh, like, the first thing I would think of is she's probably headed towards the ship. So he just went out there because he was either going to find Tolk or her or whatever, because we also find out in this, Scabras doesn't realize what's happening no, at all. He, he had no this is a fascinating revelation. This chapter reveals that Scabras did not expect zombies. No. Like the HK droid is like, "Hey, uh, so back here at the academy, some shit's going down. Like I just found Hestizo. I got a like 99% match on pheromones for her." Mm-hmm. So, she's over here and she's near the like the library and the Tauntaun paddocks. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, cool. Well, I'll just head back and uh I'll cut her off at the pass and finally we will conclude our business." Yeah, and then the droid's like, "Sir, just so you know, uh there's some weird signatures all over the all over the school. It's like not life signs, but movement and noise and stuff." Oh yeah, he's like, "Uh the the sensors are weird and they're getting fucked up uh information and scarborough's like we'll fucking fix them then like yeah no, no you don't understand my dude <laughs> yeah the, he's like well fits the sensors no the sensors are working it's that there's zombies everywhere <laughs> he's like look there's lots of movement and noise and no life signs accompanying them so uh my dude what and we learned that scarborough's was like huh Holy shit, what do you know? Yeah, he thought Wim Nictor coming out and attacking him and biting his face off was basically what happens like when he cut a chicken's head off. Yeah, he was like, oh, I figured this was just like a weird, like, dying spasm thing. Yeah, just an effect like a nervous system dying. He caused him to have glowy eyes and sit up and look at me with his cracked head and then run over and bite my face off. That's just what people do after they die. Yeah. And then uh they shit themselves. Yep, that's it. That's the uh, the full list of what happens when you die. Hmm? You really don't want to be around someone when they die, because yeah. they will bite you. Well, only if you're a Sith Master. I mean, if you're not, they just shit themselves. <laughs> they just shit themselves. It, they just immediately and violently shit themselves. Same. Hostess fruit pies. So, chocolate hostess fruit pies. <laughs> Aren't they hostess cream pies at that point, though? Oh, I'll give you a hostess cream pie. Oh. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thanks. Go, I'm good. <laughs> How are you going to do that in that seersucker suit? <laughs> <laughs> well, I may be a simple country lawyer. How much do you actually want that suit? I mean, a lot. <laughs> like, a lot, a lot. <laughs> I mean, if you could pick any single article of clothing. Like, like if or, I could or, get not single article, but... that and the hat. Mm -hmm. I mean, the hat makes it. Yeah, yeah. If you could pick any outfit from history, is that one of the, is that on the top of your list, or is there something else? I mean, I feel like that would be great, but I would also just look like an old racist at that point. 
how do you make it not look racist to wear an old seersucker suit? I mean, not be white, I guess. <laughs> I guess yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> You pretty much have to get a big old sign that says wearing it ironically. Or uh, yeah. <laughs> on my shirt, it just says irony on it. Uh, not racist, just fat. <laughs> so so Scabrous realizes that this is like an actual weird infection. Mm-hmm. And he's like, huh, neat. And the HK droid is like, so do you want me to like do something about this we've got a bunch of other turbo lasers i could just start laying into stuff and he's like nah it's fine <laughs> and then he heads off towards the tauntaun paddock and his his plan is hilarious he's like well i'm just gonna walk right back over there then and i'm going to meet hestizo and we will have our final discussion as we had to do in the first place what i don't know what's going on there i think he needs to transfer hestizo's control over the orchid to himself oh i thought it was just I need to kill this Jedi myself. Oh, okay. I, I figure he's probably not quite done with all of his mysterious experiments yet, and that that the next step is Hestizo still has some level of control or, or contact with the Orchid, and he knows that, he anticipated that, and he needs it. See, whereas because he thought his experiment had basically just failed, I assumed he was like, oh, I just need to go murder a murder jedi. this jedi yeah. because that will conclude our business same thing with tulk right i mean he paid tulk for a service rendered that's not what sith do yeah he, he, you've got to betray that guy still it's a loose end yeah i mean that's why he went out to the miro cause and yeah. be like all right well i gotta murder this guy because <laughs> i can't i can't just pay a dude and have him leave that's, yeah, that's weird he's already taking a shit in the cockpit <laughs> oh he's dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it was the violent one <laughs> yeah this is a a a real peaceful shit. A pacifistic shit, if you will. Tranquil. Like a Zen garden with a poop in it. Zen shit garden, if you will. It's like a cat found a Zen sand garden and instead of raking, just shit and buried it. <laughs> Which is what would happen if a cat found one, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want to just provide a cat to one of those now. Anyway, I don't know why this episode's so poopity. Man, uh, we're we're real juvenile in this episode for some reason. Loopy. So, yeah, he just opens the door to the Miroka and just walks right back out into the blizzard. Yeah. And there's no mention made in this entire chapter of his blood change backpack thing he's still oh, wearing. It, it says that he still has the hiss and clicks of it going, mm. but it doesn't really say anything else. No, it says that hiss and clicks are playing on the uh, radio. If he's got a backpack playing hiss and clicks. Yeah. Their I, new album, <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. Dolphin Noises, it's called. <laughs> Snake Dolphin Noises. Snake Dolphins. Yeah. It's just called Snake Dolphins. Okay, so that's enough of Chapter 25. That's enough out of you. So, Chapter 26, it's time to check in with Roho. Roho Trace, who is still walking across the kind of hangar bay. I love Roho Trace. Mm -hmm. And the reason I do is because I got to really give it to Joe on this one, Joe Schreiber. Mm -hmm. He changes the style of writing that every time it goes to Rojo, it changes to, like, a noir detective. Yeah. Because everything else is like, oh, Scabrous is doing a thing and stuff's happening. Rojo's, when it gets to him, is like, the blizzard wailed around me, digging into my skin. Every it's like, the world knew I was a here, and I was a virus unwelcome. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, this guy's great. Looking to implant my RNA into a nearby available molecule. 
Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Also, to this point, it still feels like he's on a completely different sto- in a different story entirely. Oh yeah, because he doesn't even he still doesn't even know about the zombies, and and he doesn't even fight any zombies in this chapter, but he still manages to get in a fight. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. He just this is the first mild connection to what's going on he gets, mm-hmm. but even then he doesn't actually touch it. Yeah, no. Instead, he's he's striding magnificently across the tarmac when he is challenged by a person, by a figure, a figure standing at attention. The wind whipping his cloak out at a straight right angle away from him. He's got getaway sticks for days. <laughs> Look at those gams, thinks Roho Trace. And out comes motherfucking Shackweth. Yeah, I figured Shackweth was over already out of the story, but here he is. He's not even a zombie yet. He's just a Sith Lord. Oh yeah. Shackweth, the blade master, is like, Hey, hey Jedi, you fucked up. You came to the wrong neighborhood. Yeah. And he's like, I'm here on different business. Oh, I figured you were here on the business of getting humiliated and then killed. <laughs> uh yeah, I love everything about him he is just the fact that rojo trace is an ultimate super badass mm-hmm. but also in this ends up getting fucked up by uh yeah, shackweth shackweth is just a better swordsman than this guy this guy is a bit more of a jedi generalist shackweth is literally just a blade master yeah that's like all he does yeah so we get descriptions of their fight mm-hmm. and i do also again Really like the descriptions because it is very, like, Jedi versus Sith. Yeah. Because when it talks about Rojo, he's like, oh, stillness overcame me and all of the cold and the darkness, it all washed away in Mm -hmm. the dark embrace of the Force and everything was quiet and still. And then it talks about Shaq with attack and he's like, oh, he just, like, raged out and fucking went and tried to beat the shit out of me with a lightsaber. Yeah, it's just like... Rojo goes all, peace and stillness. In the crack of thunder, there is an eternity. And then it comes over to uh, Shackweth, and he's like, fuck this guy. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Shackweth is just spinning like the Tasmanian devil and making spit noises. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So he he just leaps at him, but... He comes down hard at an impact point, perfectly chosen, but a little too slow. Yeah, I... Rojo's already behind him. Rojo spins, coming at his neck with a lightsaber, but is met with the the lightsaber of Shackweth's own. Yeah. And now, the battle is fought. Yeah. (laughs) These these two go at it, and, oh, Shackweth isn't looking to humiliate him or toy with him like he said. Oh, he's just full of rage and wants to murder... Like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's neat. And we also get some of my favorite type of expanded universe lightsaber combat, which is where they describe oh, the forms. When, they, when they describe how they're jumping from form to form. Yeah. He's like, ooh, I'm going to do one of those little spinny jumps over a dude, but that's actually form fives Shad Dway. It was, it was Gemso. Form six, I think. Form five. Form five. Gemso. Gemso, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, so, yeah, it's pretty great. He, but it doesn't work. He has an incredible plan for an amazing attack on Shackweth, but Shackweth just smacks it aside like nothing. And straight stabs him like Shackweth actually gets contact. Yeah, stabs him in the chest, but doesn't. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah. yeah. So not like stabbed through the heart or yeah, anything. Yeah. So he just he takes a quick searing cut across the chest, and this is about to begin the spiral of, of uh, loss for our hero, Rojo. Yeah, so Shackweth, Shackweth is- like spins back and braces himself against a wall and is about to launch forward and he's like ooh jedi 
you're going to get all deadified now. Mm-hmm. And then, from the wall, hands! <laughs> yep. Hands burst forth from the wall, grab Shackweth, and rip into his face. Yeah. Just like a face bursts through the wall like the goddamn Kool-Aid man and is like, rah, Yep. Just starts sucking on the holes that are that is already carved into Shackweth's face. It is straight using his eye socket as like a cup mm-hmm. and just... Yep. It's gross. It's super nasty. It's standard gross, and it's not enough that it's doing that. It also starts hauling him up the wall. Oh, yeah. And at this point, like, the zombie looks up from its little meal, looks at Rojo, and just screams. Mm-hmm. Rojo, at this point, is like, uh, what? <laughs> and he can hear more screams in the background. Yeah, and it sounds like they're screaming in the same wavelength. <laughs> sounds like they're screaming together like some kind of screaming acapella group i mean the book uses the word threnody which you don't get to hear very often no not many people use threnody yeah i mean i know it's a real word and all but boy is it fun to see somewhere you're like hey good job my dude neat way to be yeah so uh yeah and then i'm sure he says something super noir about the screams in the night yeah uh countless screams a threnody of them rising up along with it Coming from every direction at once. The night was full of them. (laughs) My heart was full of nothing. I was sweating bullets. (laughs) I don't know what bullets are because I'm in Star Wars, but I was sweating them. I was sweating slugs from a slug thrower. Not slugs like the animal. I was was sweating slugs, and it was real gross. Banana slugs. (laughs) Big banana slugs. They hurt coming out, too. Go, UC Santa Cruz banana slugs. Seriously, though, but stop it. Stop it, slugs. <laughs> yeah, because Slug Thrower is the expanded universe version of a gun. I know. Yeah. I know. I know you know. I know you know. I know. I wasn't even talking to you. I was telling the audience. Audience! Slug Throwers. They they throw slugs. They throw slugs. Yeah. They, yeah. It, 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 you don't get to see them very often on screen. This is a It worfs flamen. <laughs> It's just a machine that a little hand comes out of the top, and there's a big slug in its in its wrist, what? and it just flicks it at the person. What? Yeah. It's mean. It's not a cool thing to do. No. I mean, it sucks for the person. It sucks for the slug. No one likes it. No one likes what's happening. It's bad for everyone. Even the person carrying the slug thrower also has to carry around a loose bla- bag of slugs. <laughs> just loose slugs. Yeah. You got to keep them in a net, because otherwise they don't properly slime up. So yeah. it's in your pocket. It's just a net of loose slugs. No one likes the slug thrower. No. Yeah. And that's why everyone uses blasters. Mm-hmm. Just cleaner. More efficient. Yeah, it's just more efficient. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. Poops. Anyway, chapter 26 is basically <laughs> over. Yep. That's the end of 26. 27, we get to check right on back in with Hestizo. Yeah. And thankfully, because we're still only like 32 minutes, this is the longest chapter that we yeah, have Yeah, the rest today. of them were like two pages each. Yeah. That's... Like, Scabras and Rojos were both super short. It's been weird trying to go through this book right, because it's all these little micro chapters. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, like, oh, we're going to do three at a time, because you never know. You might get three actual chapters. You might get three in a row that are just, like, three pages each. Yeah, so we pretty much just always read until we find the big chapter, and then stop there. <laughs> read till something actually happens. I mean, even this chapter doesn't really have anything that's dramatic happening in it. It's just Hestizo. Oh, sure it does. I mean, okay, fine, but there's dramatic crap in every chapter. What I'm saying is that we could still probably get through what happens in this chapter in five minutes. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, which we shouldn't. We need to stretch this. But... People but are paying won't. for this. Wait, they don't pay for this. Never mind. The chapter's pretty short and hey. boring. <laughs> you know what? We're done. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hey, Merry, <laughs> cr- Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> you filthy animal. <laughs> A whole cheese pizza just for me. God, I 
love a whole cheese pizza just for me. It's what I crave. It's what you're are you craving it right now. No, well, what are you craving? I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not. What are you craving, craving it? right now? Is it a mint julep to go with your seersucker suit? <laughs> <laughs> Rocking chair, maybe. Ah, this mint julep is truly satisfied. Why, thank you, Daisy. <laughs> See? Listen, folks, don't you think he needs and deserves this suit? God, I should have a seersucker suit, and I should just be on a rocking chair, and then, I don't know, probably get killed by some sort of slave revolt. And, uh, w- and deserve it, I'm sure. And deserve it yeah. entirely, because until- uh, in this setup, I am probably a plantation owner and a terrible person. Well, yeah, if, if you're historically accurate and to the time period, but I'm saying that, I mean, I just want you right now to have that suit. I want oh, to be, I the, do. be the one nice thing you own. Yeah. Yeah, is that and in your computer, pretty much. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> My computer's basically garbage at this point. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I want you to have that nice suit so you can walk into any law, or like any courtroom in the world and be like, objection, your honor, and then like, I believe I have some evidence to Put forth for the judge, if you please. But at first, I must dab away the sweat that is collected on my brow. Oh, my. <laughs> it is hotter than a frog's backside in July. It's devilishly hot in here, and I do find myself a trifle tiresome. My, does someone have some water for me? Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, is there something in this? No? Well, then take it away. Get out of here. <laughs> Bring me a glass of cold gin. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> Class of cold shit. <laughs> at a mint sprig. That's what, that's, that's what a mint julep is. No, that's not even close to a mint julep. Ah, well, whatever. <laughs> which, I don't know what I'm talking about. Which one of us is in a seersucker suit? <laughs> Excuse me. Which one of us looks like they know what a mint julep is? Uh, me. I'm a talking mint julep. <laughs> It's weird that it hadn't come up yet in the conversation. Wow, this improv session has gone off the rails. <laughs> uh, this is why we don't do real improv. <laughs> that and because we don't want to. Oh, I guess there's also that, yeah. I ain't got I mean, there's, time to there's, do that. I know, our, our schedules are pretty full, but there is local improv. There's a San Diego improv troupe. Oh, I know so many people that do improv. Yeah. Like uh, like here or mostly in your Bay Area? Collective? No, here. Yeah? Oh, like, wow. You know, Chanel from Swallows of the South that oh, I am on. I did not know. Is she a member of the San Diego Improv Troupe? Indeed, indeed. Oh, that's fantastic. There's a different improv troupe that uh, someone from the game store is on. Mm-hmm. Actually, a couple people that are on it. Mm. Yeah, I know people in improv. I think at a certain point we should at least go watch one of their shows. Mm. How much does it cost? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like supporting local artists. I feel like going to an improv show is the sort of thing you do on an improv performer's birthday. Yeah, you're like, oh, cong- congratulations on on your birthday. Let's. All right, I'm going to give you All two right. choices. I will go to your improv show, or you can have anal. <laughs> improv show, obviously. Of course, it's way harder to get people to go to the improv. <laughs> right? I can get anal whenever. <laughs> I'm having anal right now. <laughs> Uh, please quit improving anal at me. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Oh, uh, God damn it. <laughs> I need a location from the audience. I heard the butt. <laughs> Chapter Hestizo. 27. <laughs> Hestizo and Tulk have begun to make their way through some sort of building. Mm-hmm. It the- is ridiculously cold. And super dark. Yeah, they don't really know what the fuck is going on and Tolk is basically just being an asshole. 
Yes. Yeah, he's not He's not answering her questions. He's just stomping around. And, I mean, at one point, Hestizo's like, look, uh, so I was able to stop that dude because I can talk to the plant, and I made the plant grow. And he's like, so? Yeah. <laughs> I like, he's just like, you done? You done talking? He's <laughs> like, you asked me to explain what was going on back there. And he's like, yeah, my mistake. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I shouldn't have asked. I shouldn't have even <laughs> offered someone the opportunity to speak. My bad. I don't care. I, I could not possibly give less of a fuck and i'm yeah. like my dude you have just landed on a sith planet full of zombies and you're talking to a jedi that can make plants grow out of people how are you this nonchalant i mean you know he's being relatively nice in this situation because he's still letting her tag along and his plan is apparently to camp out in whatever the fuck this is for the night and then go back to his ship yeah he's like this is shelter so yeah. whatever we'll stay here i don't feel like he needs shelter he's a he's a whiphead he's from the planet tula it's like this all the time there i think he could walk home to his to his ship just fine and the only reason he isn't is because she couldn't well maybe i mean He's also someone that, because he's from Tula, he's like, oh, I know this is a blizzard that's bad, so yeah. I should have shelter. I guess that's fair. So anyway, yeah, they're, they're going to take shelter for the night, and then he's just like, I'm just going to go to my ship after that. I, like, I don't I'm, care. I'm out of here. I don't care about any of this. for yourself. Yeah, so his, his plan is stupid, because he's already seen that there's these unkillable monsters everywhere. But his plan is, oh, I'm just going to hunker down and then leave in the morning. I'm like, really? Yeah. Well, anyway, they, they go walking in, and they start hearing some honks and angry squir- uh, squeaks and stuff coming from the... Honks, squeaks. <laughs> honks and angry squeaks, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm not doing another band. Okay. Uh, so, Hestizo also wants to uh, really figure out what's going on with Tulk. Mm-hmm. So, she starts getting up in his mind brain yeah apparently she is not usually very good at this she's much better at reading the minds of plants you think you might have just been a d student at regular jedi crap and plants are just way easier i'm i mean i feel like it's just i know plants and that is it it's Mm -hmm. like someone who goes oh what is this oh i get like an a in chemistry and then like an f and everything else you're like oh that's the one thing you know great yeah well in any event it turns out that tulk is pretty easy to read because his mind's not all that complicated (laughs) yeah he's like oh i went into his brain and Basically, his his thoughts are pretty much the same as his ship. It's just a lot of death and trophies and murder. What's going on up in Tulk's brain? Murder people. Daniel plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is basically all that is happening. And the mind of Tulk is, mm-hmm. oh, you know, what, you know, what would be great skulls. I'm sorry, it's more skulls. You know what this place could use? Skulls. Gotta get some skulls up in here. Oh, how would I get skulls though? Ooh, murder. <laughs> Most humanoids have skulls. Ooh, if I could find a humanoid, I could get their skull. That's one more skull for my skull pile. <laughs> Maybe I'll make something out of it, like a skull throne. Ooh, skulls for the skull throne. Ooh, yeah, that sounds great. Thrones for the skull throne. <laughs> Thrones skull. for the throne skull. Thrones for the throne skull. <laughs> uh, okay. Gods for the god blood. <laughs> so it, they started hearing these honks and... Br- I'm sorry, we got to finish the story about her going into his yeah. brain. So... She's like, all right, that's that's garbage. Let's keep digging. Yeah. So she goes deeper down in there and is like, all right, what else we got in here? Uh, let's see, some old magazines, a few uh, <laughs> empty cartons of milk. That's Futon. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Clothes they haven't worn in three years, but they refuse to throw out. One of those French posters for liqueur where like a clown is looking out a window. They've, they've got that Le Chat Noir. <laughs> he used to have a girlfriend in his brain, didn't he? Oh, wow. <laughs> He's got just 
An entire tea set? That's weird. <laughs> this doesn't add up at all. This is just covered in dust. <laughs> Skeleton of a cat. <laughs> skull carefully removed. <laughs> the the skullless skeleton of a cat. Yeah. But no, she finds a, a kind of a block where, where uh, the deep memories are. And once she goes through it, it's all stuff from, like, Tula. Yeah, just memories of, like, his first enemies and his family and mm-hmm. snow. All these memories of Tula and uh, Ayaz and that Jatotan monkey bird. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> What's wrong, John? Don't you think our people are going to love and, and appreciate these Pirates of Dark Water references? I mean, we've done enough of them at this point. <laughs> the, the word Tula constantly shows up. I couldn't help myself. I know. I understand. <laughs> I okay. mean, if if a animal showed up that was a monkey bird, it's not like I wouldn't just go, oh, I can't not do this. Yeah, or if like a, a, a wren came through, you'd be like, yeah, Pirates of Dark Water, we have to do Come this. Come on, it, it has to happen. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, okay. But anyway, Tula's just the planet where Whip hit her from. So like, we get some images of like his mom and a few things. And then all of a sudden, deep in those memories is Scabrous or some Sith Lord? Yeah, it's, it's Scabrous in there. And this is weird because I couldn't quite tell if this is just his memory of Scabrous, which is just super fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing that he is afraid of, is this Sith Lord. Or if Scabrous is just also in Tolk's mind right now. Yeah, Scabrous was just also digging around in the attic of Tolk and was like, oh, hey! <laughs> hey, you see that skullless cat skeleton? Crazy, right? Weird. <laughs> There's some crazy shit in here. You know he has three a- three wooden arrows hanging from chains and they just say live, laugh, love on them? <laughs> <laughs> you know he's got... Four broken chairs back here. Not even broken in the same way. <laughs> and he won't throw them out. I don't understand. I don't get it. It's a wicker chair, and the entire ass is gone. <laughs> uh, and three of them are just strewn across the lawn of his mind. Come on! Think about the the mind neighbors. <laughs> oh, the mind neighbors. <laughs> I When I'm in my mind, and I gotta look out and see these chairs in his mind lawn... And he's like, oh, probably someone's going to take him. I mean, free broken chair, am I oh, right? Oh, yeah, he put three broken chairs out with a sign that says free on it. Oh, I'm sure that'll work. Uh, rain is long ago washed off the free from that white piece of paper that's artlessly taped to one of the chairs. I hate Tolk's mind. <laughs> uh, I want pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so this alerts Tolk, apparently, that she has dug too greedily and too deep into his brain. Mm-hmm. And he choke slams her into a wall. Yeah, and then he's like, "Hey, hey! If I find you in my mind again, uh, it's if uh, if I find you in my head, you'll lose your head. Got it? Yeah." And she's like, "Okay, yeah, I I get it. I'm sorry. I'm just a bored Jedi. This is what we do. <laughs> like, you don't understand. You basically just left the gate to your mind open with a big sign that said, "Come on in." You yeah. don't. There's there's no defense here. In my defense, the hinges on that gate have been broken for years. <laughs> I just can't get around to fixing it. Someday, though. One of these days I'll be able to close that gate after I scoop up all the bags left there by the VA and all the old phone books. (laughs) So, big dirty brain and big dirty feet. As above, so below. So, that's good. That was good. I like that. That was nice. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> so <laughs> they find some tauntauns. So they get to the tauntaun paddock. And Tulk uh, finally goes up to one. And of course, this entire time, Hestizo's been like, oh my god, it smells like ass and balls in here. Mm-hmm. 
And Tolk walks up to one of them and is like, hey, you ugly piece of shit. And then it spits in his face, and he's like, ha-ha, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I like, and then Hestizo's like, oh, you mean all I had to do to get on your good side was spit in your face? I would have done that days ago. <laughs> he's like, you also need to be an ugly piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've got, a, I've got a real specific thing. <laughs> so apparently he used to hunt with Tauntauns back on Tula. And he's like, ooh, you remind me of my old girl I used to hunt with. Ooh, you're a rascally one, aren't you? Yeah, I love that she's like, I bet you're a real foul one. (laughs) I bet you're a big, stinky piece of shit like me. Uh, He loves these things because they're gross. He's like the Oscar the Grouch of space aliens. Yeah. He's like, ooh, you belong in a dumpster and I love it. Yeah, he's just so into it. He's like you with dogs. Oh, yeah. The the grosser, stupider, uglier dog. The biggest, dumbest, ugliest dog is going to be the one where I'm like, you're a sweet baby and I love you. You're the ugliest thing ever. You're the best. I have one eye. (laughs) Oh, my God. You can't stop drooling. I love you so much. Most of my teeth are connected to my spine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you genetic abomination. Come here. I have a cloud of flies that's surrounded by a smaller cloud of flies. Uh, I I don't even know if I'm a color or not. (laughs) My hips don't work at all. My legs point up. I'm like the opposite of Shakira. (laughs) My hips only tell lies. (laughs) Can you get through this maze? (laughs) You've encountered Shakira and the anti-Shakira. One of of their (laughs) hips only tells the truth, and one of their hips only lies. Solve the riddle. <sighs> well, I think we filled up enough enough space time. We're good. Oh yeah, space time is space totally time is full up. because of system mastery. I'm <laughs> so, sorry, expounded universe. Uh, so yeah, the lights suddenly go out, and Tolk is like he's a weird predator thing. So he's got slightly better dark sense mm-hmm. than uh, Hestizo does. But then we hear. A lot of movement and growling and shuffling and basically a zombie horde is on the way through. And and every day they're shuffling. Every day. Yeah. And and unfortunately, uh, we also start hearing the dying screams of tauntauns. Yeah. And we hear the eating screams of zombies. Yeah. And, you know, the dying scream of a tauntaun is something like, I think it's a wacka, 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 or something like that. Yeah. They kind of sound like... like, uh, Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we do actually hear them in, in Empire Strikes Back. You, you remember the noises they made? They was like, ah, 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 or something. Yeah. It's a bunch of crazy noises. They're lizards, by the way. They mentioned that in, the, in this chapter. Yeah, big hairy lizards. Big furry lizards with, with horns. Yeah. And four yeah. nostrils. Mm-hmm. Four nostrils and four penises. And it doesn't get mentioned. I don't know why they doesn't don't bring- mention doesn't mention normally, but here we are. Yeah. Here we are discussing it on this show. So, yeah. Uh... Fucking, uh, what's his name? Tulk. Tulk starts dragging Hestizo Mm -hmm. along and is, like, just sort of fumbling his way through. Yeah. And at some point, Hestizo remembers that she is, in fact, a Jedi, Mm -hmm. calls out to the Force and is like, oh, yeah, I can use the Force to enhance my senses. So she does it for, like, a split second. And in that split second, she sees the horrors. This entire paddock thing is completely full of what basically amounts to a wave of zombies coming through. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we've, the, we've got a train to Busan situation here. Yeah, the tide's rolling in. Yeah. And the tide is zombies. And 
that brief flash of the force also let her know exactly where she needed to go to be safe. And so it's not she, just, I forgot about this. They, we also get the scream that gets to a really high pitch and stays there. Yeah. Like the zombies all in unison going, Aah! and like scream so loud that it, <laughs> Yeah, they scream like the guys in friggin' Kansas. Uh, <laughs> like that, not Kansas, yeah, you know, the state. The, state. <laughs> the, the guys in Kansas, well known. <laughs> oh, finally, a stereotype about Kansas that isn't about how they're terrible it just isn't about how republicans ruined their entire state yeah just turned it into a dumb pan-shaped hole in the country (laughs) and their response to oops we tried a bunch of things that didn't work and our state completely collapses let's try the same things harder (laughs) but what if we just kept doing that (laughs) i'm sure it'll turn around eventually keep digging (laughs) so but no the band kansas where they get the super high pitchy pitch maybe i'm thinking of boston i am thinking of boston not kansas oh wait a minute i'm thinking of journey i'm thinking of asia i'm so sorry i'm sorry i'm thinking of yes i'm thinking of america (laughs) i'm coming to america (laughs) today (laughs) i'm coming to america so it turns out that their scream is actually echolocation yeah so her jedi flash of insight she does a quick maneuver that trips Tolk. She just like sticks her leg out, trips Tolk, rolls him into an empty paddock, and they are just like in the corner of a paddock somewhere. And he starts going like, "Hey, uh, what the fuck?" And she like digs her nails into his flesh until he goes, "Oh, okay, I get it." Yeah, and he shuts up. And then we get a description of the pitch black, full of zombies passing through and just eating the tauntauns. Just this. I was really hoping for zombie tauntauns. I don't know if you were too, or uh, I kind of assumed we might get that, but I, was, I yeah, don't know. I wanted some zomtons, uh, and, and we. I don't know that we're going to get that. It doesn't come up anyway. They they just rove right through, just screaming and shrieking and probing and eating and being horrible. Yeah, and at some point they just like fall completely silent, and then all you hear, you don't even hear them breathing. It's just the occasional. <laughs> Yeah, from them shoving into each other. And and it's it's described that, you, of course, you don't hear them breathing. They don't breathe. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah, so they're just stuffing their way through this tube in a massive horde of dead Sith students. Yeah, so the fact that they managed to hide in the empty paddock basically meant that the echolocation didn't find them. Mm-hmm. So they stopped screaming because they didn't hear anything else. Mm-hmm. And the wave passes them by. Yeah, and then Tolk gets up and he's like, I, if you ever... I, oh, I'm mad oh, at you. Oh, if you you do that again i'll kill you and i just love that his diesel's like great what would it matter you'd yes. already be dead who I, gives a shit i'm definitely gonna die yeah I, this doesn't look if i didn't do that you would be dead anyways like look i don't run and i don't hide and she's like yeah you do right now because those things you don't, you don't know how to kill them yet yeah those those are already dead you can't fight them our options are run hide or die so if you want to pick the third one great and he doesn't respond this is the first time he's like ah fine yeah okay i like that histizo has gotten a backbone and just like look i've had enough of your shit talk <laughs> you are not fun to hang around with look i get it yes if i do literally anything you will kill me whatever anyway i'm keeping us alive yeah so that's pretty much where the chapter ends yeah. Uh, the They managed to escape a ravening wave of zombies. And as they get outside, wait a minute, this isn't the way out. They are out front of the tower yeah, they yet get again. Back to the tower, which means maybe we can check in with the body of Wim Nichter. He's there. That'd He's be, here. That'd be great. <laughs> so we've eliminated at least one more piece from the puzzle. Shackweth is gone. Poor Shackweth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, the the uh, 
action has pushed forward very slightly. Rojo's still moving, but now he kind of knows about the zombies. Yeah, he kind of knows something's fucked up here. Yeah. He, uh, wherever he goes, the wind follows. <laughs> yeah, when wherever he goes, he brings the monkey with him. <laughs> That's true. He also does that. Yeah. The brass monkey, I believe, is the monkey in question. Oh, yeah, that funky monkey. That, that Exactly, the funky monkey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, God, that song is so old. <laughs> and so are we. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Any, anyway, I think that's just about it for this week. And uh, once again, for folks who haven't heard this detail yet, we are actually taking the next episode off. Yeah, next week is Christmas. Next and week is Christmas. We're not going to be around. Yeah, uh, John's got out of town plans. I've got family stuff. So uh, you know, yeah, you got a new baby to celebrate a first Christmas with. I know, and she has no idea. It's the it's the by Christmas is basically the way we're looking at it. Oh yeah, you're gonna have both ladies and dudes. <laughs> Every Christmas for me is a bye Christmas. Hey. Ever since I was like 21 and figured that out. Uh, but but in the interim, this is the easy Christmas because we don't have to worry about what she knows or doesn't. There's no skullduggery. She you don't have to worry if you got her the wrong thing. Yeah, there's there's no fear at all. Uh, I mean, I'm sure when she's a teenager, I'll be so friggin' confused. Oh, yeah. But right now, it's just like, I got her a dumb book about stupid things. And she's like, I don't care. Well, yeah, what's what a, a book? Yeah, anyway, yeah. I'm going to put this in my mouth. <laughs> How much wrapping paper can I eat today? That's the only question I have for you, Dad. Yeah. So. Can you put me in that box with enough wrapping paper to keep me entertained for a while? Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to fall asleep in here and, and look really silly when I do. Ugh. Man, so, I, hey, we got bonus content. Oh, we sure do. I was just about to start waxing more about the kids, so thank you for catching me. Yeah. No. I, I'm not going to let you continue to dad out. But, but, you know, but she loves fish, John. You know what I love? Hmm? Bonus content. Oh. For only $2 at patreon.com slash system mastery, you can support us and you get the bonus content for Expounded Universe. And what is that, Jeff? Why, the bonus content for Expanded Universe is Expanded Expounded Universe, where we go to Wikipedia, dig up interesting stories that may or may not be relevant to the episode that we just reviewed, and then we tell them not just to you, but to each other. In an amusing show we call Expanded Expounded Universe, available once again at patreon.com slash systemmastery for a mere $2 per episode contribution. It ends up costing you about 4 bucks a month, and you generate four episodes a month. What a friggin' deal. Super deal. You also, at that level, unlock all the System Mastery bonus content. You're up to six episodes a month. And if you want to shoot that on up to $5, you unlock our monthly Afterthought episode, our uh, Patreon only and afterthought only channels in the discord mm-hmm. and you can find that by finding us on twitter system mastery on twitter we have a pinned tweet that you can find our discord go join it we keep getting new people all the time the conversations are great we've got a ton of different channels if you like memes we got a meme channel you like being happy we got a happy channel you like <laughs> video games we got a video game channel yeah we've got all kinds of channels come on in and say hi to folks we love you we love all of you. Welcome to Costco. <laughs> Welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> so uh, there you have it. Now, John, have I told you about Squarespace recently? <laughs> have you? I haven't because we don't do ads on these shows. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Until next time, I've been Elan Bagano and Brains. Bra- brain? Hostess Fruit Brains? Hostess Fruit Brains. I love Hostess Fruit Brains. <laughs> Oh, hi there. I'm Solomon Grundy for Hostess Fruit Brains. 